This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Yeah, well, listen, they, that was, they played really well last night. They outplayed Chicago. Uh, they had some great opportunities, especially at the end of the game when they pulled their goalie. So that, that game could have flipped very, very easily. Chicago capitalized on the chances that they got, the two-on-one, the turnover. So they didn't get nearly as many chances as, as Calgary did. It was one of the nights where the, the Hawks capitalized and finished their chances, and uh, Calgary had a lot. So they, they played a lot better than what the score, and they played hard right to the bitter end, and that's what they're going to do to us. That's a Calgary Flame team. They're going to battle every inch of the way for 60 minutes. Well, uh, Jim's going to be back, first of all. First and foremost, hey! is uh, Cam Poitras oh, is back. Hey, How are you doing? Hey, hi. Um, back from Calgary, spending the weekend uh, doing uh, host the World of Wheels out there. So that was a lot of fun. I got to be honest with you. I didn't know if you were going to come back. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I was. I thought you were like Andy Dufresne and Shawshank Redemption. No, just uh, what, what's that? Remember that time? Or maybe Kaiser Sose and the Usual Suspects, and poof, he was gone. Kaiser Sose never was. He never existed. He was never real. Oh, Hungarian. Did you not watch the movie? Hungarian. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, welcome to the program, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Uh, Jets and Flames tonight, biggest game of the year by far, 4.30 pregame show right here on 680 CGOB, puck drop at 6.30. Now, Darren Haynes uh, covers the Flames out in Calgary, put out this tweet just very, very recently. Flames' improbable path to the playoffs hinges on four outcomes. One, must defeat Jets in regulation. Two, must win their other three games at Vancouver versus Nashville and versus San Jose. Three, need Winnipeg to lose at least two of their other four games, uh, which is, of course, um, coming up against Nashville, San Jose, uh, Minnesota, and Colorado, and they need the Avs to stumble on their current California road trip. So there's a lot attached to the... Uh, Winnipeg Jets, who have a game in hand on Calgary right now, have a two-point lead and also hold the regulation win tiebreaker in this. So, uh, bring it on to the program. Good friend of mine, Dave McIver, sports anchor and contributor with QR Calgary. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Well, uh, I got to say, if, if Rick Bonas thought the, the Flames played really hard last night, I'd like to ask him a few questions if he saw the whole game, because well, I thought In what fashion, Coach Bonas, did you find that they were... <laughs> Well, you know what I saw, Dave, and I, and I watched the game yesterday, and, and I, I saw a bunch of errors that piled up to errors at this point in the season where you just can't you can't give up. I mean, you know, close is only only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, right? Isn't that how the saying goes? Yeah, I mean, and it's 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 who it came from that really cost them last night. Last night, we don't want to pile on Nazem Kadri, but that was the guy they brought in. He was the Stanley Cup winner. He's got all the recipe you need to. To make it happen, and he was the guy that was turning over pucks, and they were ending up in the back of the Flames' net. So, uh, yeah, it was a rough one last night. Uh, trying to keep the optimism, I think, uh, in this town is uh, not very high right now. Let's just say that, fellas. No. And along those lines, so what are you expecting against the Winnipeg Jets and specifically? Because I saw Daryl Sutter's post game too, Dave, and, and he referenced, you know, look at what the Jets have done the last two games. Teams have played the night before, come into Winnipeg, and they've jumped all over them. We here in Winnipeg have been, um, I, I think it's parted some some clouds to watch the Jets play the last two games. The fact that they sort of got their game back from the start of the season in the last two games, but there's that apprehension around it. Um, what do you make of this Flames team, what you saw last night, and, and having to come into Winnipeg and what you know of the Jets uh, the past two games? Well, Jim, I think that's the question we ask ourselves 
every game in Calgary. <laughs> what team is going to show up? Because you look at what they've done against Chicago. One out of a possible six points. They lost to Anaheim. Overtime against Columbus. This is a team that doesn't show up against the weaker teams in the league. And then you don't really know what you're going to get when they play you know, the playoff teams in this league. So could they come out with a great effort and be ready to you know, try and keep their playoff hopes alive? Yeah, they could. But they could also come out and the Jets could beat them 6-1 like they just uh, you know, put a whooping on, on the Devils. And, and that would be the end of the Flames season. I would not be surprised if we saw either group of Flames players tonight. Third game for the uh, in, for the Flames in four nights here. You know, is, are they going to have some tired feet here? Is uh, we're going to see Dan Vladar in that here in, in in Winnipeg? What's your read on that? Uh, I, I bet they go with the exact same lineup, Cam. <laughs> I bet yeah. they go with the exact same lineup. Um, they've been riding Markstrom. He looks tired. Um, you know, they got Jacob Pelche sitting in the stands who who had had a pretty good season with this team. He can't find a way into the lineup. So I imagine you see Markstrom, uh, the, the same four lines, maybe a tweak here or there. Chris Tanev's back in the lineup, uh, his first game last night uh, in a couple weeks. So uh, I imagine you see the same lineup. They look tired. I mean, let's talk about that third period last night. It's 2-2. You battle back in the second period. And all of a sudden, you go into that dressing room. This is the you, most... You lay an egg in the third period right off the in, bat, Dave. In the most important period of the season, fellas. The most important period of the season, you come out and you play with little to no effort and you let what was, now tied for the, the worst team in the league, uh, beat you in the third period in your own building. So, see, this is interesting, gentlemen, because on Friday, Rick Bonus did the move. He put Mark Shifley on, on wing. Yep. He told us on our 680 CJOB pregame show in a conversation with uh, play-by-play voice Paul Edmonds, he said, look, I approached Mark with this idea, and, and I said, now, if you're not on board or it makes you uncomfortable, don't want to do it. And he said, no, I'm fully on board, whatever you need, so move to the wing. And then we saw what we saw out of the team, the lineup. Now, it's not just Mark Shifley, but he's the centerpiece, obviously, and, and now on the wing. But Connor and Dubois got going. Blake Wheeler's line with Ehlers, Ehlers and, yeah. and Nemestikov at center got going. So to your point, Dave, I'm questioning that. Like some people said, well, let's not call Rick Bonus a genius yet. And I, I disagree with that. I say, wait a minute. There aren't a lot of veteran coaches that when there's five, six, seven games to go and your playoff life is on the line, that would move their number one center over to the wing and 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 move Nemestikov up to second line center. I'm not saying it's fixed and everything's done with the Jets and everything's perfect mm. again. But what I am saying is to to what you're saying, Dave, is I bet you he plays Markstrom again and Pelche can't get into the lineup. That's the the wherewithal, eh, with what's at stake is do you ride your horses and just hope that they show up, i.e. leave Shifley at center and hope everybody plays better? Or do you make a, a tinker and hope it pays off? Now, it did for the Jets' last two games. But that's interesting, Dave, from Sutter's perspective of like you expect, like he's a veteran coach too, eh? That's just going to go, you know what? If I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down with my horses. I think that's exactly what it is. I think he has found the group that he's going to either win with or lose with and doesn't really have any appetite to throw Jacob Pelche into the fire with, what, four games left for the Calgary Flames. And I can understand it from that side as well. He's a young kid. But he plays with energy, he plays with pace, he plays with excitement, he brings the excitement to the bench. It it seems like something they absolutely need right now. 
but I don't see him him playing tonight. And and like you say, I would be shocked if Dan Vladar got between the pipes tonight. He's going to go down with Jacob Markstrom. Yeah, the negativity. Of course, I was just in Calgary. It's uh, it's palpable right now in in the city. I mean, it's about fifty percent are are all in on uh, Daryl Sutter being the greatest coach of all time. The other ones, uh, the other ones. Uh, well, they, they you know they they, they see they see Daryl Sutter, and you know he's not the it's not he's. He's not the jolly green giant. I'll just say that. Um, and I and I was I was at World of Wheels, and Lanny McDonald was there, and I talked to Lanny for just a, a few minutes. And first of all, the first thing I told him, I said, "Okay, I promise you, I'll get Jim to stop calling you all the time. I know that it's like getting a little bit too much. Pick me up on your way to Whitefish once in a while, <laughs> or stop in and say hi yeah. to my folks in Lethbridge. That's all." He already signed the poster, Jim. I mean, you got to just leave him alone. He's a um, great man, by the way. He's such, such a, a nice, great. He's like man. such a nice guy. Um, but he wouldn't talk to you. No, no, no. Yeah, he would. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, he said the he said the Flames had to win. Uh, and this was before the last uh, game, and he said they got to win five or six. And I agreed with them at that time. They're going to have to win five of six. So that means they're going to have to run the table here. Um, so, I mean, it's not against, it's not against the, you know, the, the world beaters of the NHL here. I mean, it's Vancouver, Nashville, San Jose, but it's got to start. It's got to start today for the Calgary flames in Winnipeg. If they lose tonight, it's over. Like pack up the bags, get, get ready for the, for the, the summer. The math vacation. becomes almost impossible. Yeah. yeah, I I just don't. It's almost impossible now in my mind. Like even if they win tonight, you still need the Jets to stumble. And I believe you guys have Colorado and Minnesota the last couple of games of the season. Yeah, they, like the Flames need those teams to still be playing for something in those games because if they do win tonight, they do beat the Jets. They'll you know it'll go down to the wire for the Flames to to win you know their last three games after this one. But let's say the Central Division's wrapped up and those two spots uh, at the top are already figured out. Like why wouldn't the Colorado Avalanche sit players? Like that makes more sense to me. Look how banged up they've been all year. So they need so much to go right for them now. If they lose tonight, you know, send send the season off to the summer. Let's get the golf clubs out. So then it really comes down to, gentlemen, is the Jets, right? Like they've had two really good games in a row. Um, They're the deeper team. They have the much better goaltender this year. I know Markstrom was a Vesna finalist uh, last year, and rightfully so. But this to me really is the Jets have had two days off, one full day off and one day of practice, and Calgary played last night. And from what you're saying, Dave, and how tired they were in the third and things like that, um, obviously they're going to have to put their work in, but that's the thing, right? Maybe for both teams, gentlemen, and, and we'll start with you, Dave. Uh, just like when the Jets work and have pace and energy and some enthusiasm in their game, they're hard to beat. They put up six goals the last two games, but when they don't, they kind of are like the Flames, right, in that third period yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I look at it, and uh, Jim, I don't know if you know this, but I was uh, lucky or unlucky enough to have Cam uh, stay at our house this weekend when he was in Calgary. Oh, the and, mess. I hope you got cleaners. Yeah, yeah, we, we had to get a couple maids in there. <laughs> like a dog. Uh, well, no, the rocket, the golden retriever, he was all over me. I'll let you finish, yeah, yeah. Dave, but you basically <laughs> took in a homeless dog, didn't you? <laughs> well, we got a dog, so it works out. But no, uh, I, I told him Friday night uh, when they played uh, in uh, against Detroit, I just said, look, if I think that's the bounce back game for the Jets. And I think, you know, they proved it again against the New Jersey Devils. And I think the Jets have kind of realized where they're at and realized where they now have somebody on the ropes. Now, do they have the killer instinct? We're going to find out tonight. But they definitely have a Flames team on the ropes. And I do think that they're going to come out and play their game and and try and put the Flames season away, how the Flames will respond. As I said earlier, we have no idea in this city how they're going to respond because we don't know how the, we, we've seen how we don't know how they've responded all year. 
Yeah. You know, the worst part is, is if the Flames lose tonight for them, not Jets, but for them, they'll probably have to stay here because of the storm. So, no, yeah. yeah. It's not, that's not a. They might have to stay at your house, Cam, just like you did today. Well, I, they're, they're welcome to, they're welcome to come Tyler over. Tyler Tofoli on I'll your just couch. say, because I'll do it just like I did how I sold Dave on me staying there. Chris Tanner saying, is this all you have to eat? Uh, I, I said, well, I'll, I'll let you come on Jets at noon and then I can <laughs> crash at your place for a few days. So I'll just say that to them. I'll say, Tofoli, hey, we'll get you on Jets at noon. I can pull some strings. Problem. <laughs> Do you have any Swedish food here, sir? <laughs> uh, Dave McIvery, sports anchor as well as contributor over uh, at our sister station in Calgary, uh, QR, CHQR. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it, man. You take care, okay? Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, enjoy the game tonight, and uh, if the Jets do get the win, uh, enjoy what I imagine will be a, a, at least a first-round playoff series. Great stuff, Dave. We'll enjoy the game yourself. Thanks for doing this. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. All right. Thanks, Dave. Uh, 204-780-6868. Is it a spare bedroom or was it? Uh, well, I stayed in the basement. Yeah. In the basement? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't like a planes, trains, and automobile. It was not a planes, trains, and automobile Those situation. aren't pillows no. kind of thing? No. no Just trying to make it through? Just trying to survive? It's not a situation like that. No. Uh, no. When you stay at a buddy's house like that, do yeah. you bring something? Of course. What do you bring? Well, I brought some, some chocolates. Chocolates. Some Morden chocolates, yeah. Right. From Winnipeg. Is yeah. Dave married? Yes, he is. Yeah. So his partner's like, he's here for how many days and the, just these chocolates? I, you know, listen, like Don't I- bring I, like a I, bottle I, of wine or say, let me buy dinner? Listen, or? they were driving me all over the city and I bought I bought dinner for everybody. So we'll get whatever you want. Uh, get all bring and skip See, over the nice. final day. Yeah. And chocolates. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the kind of guy I am. You're a good guy. See, if you just got to know me a little bit, Jim, you know I'm these things about me. I'm trying to. I learned more about you. You didn't watch Lord of the Rings while you were there, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I You're a good guy. No. Chocolates no. and dinner. You're a no. good guy, man. What can I say? 204-780-6868. Uh, pre-game, 430. Puck drop at 630. Calgary Flames, Winnipeg Jets. Let's go. Let's go, Jets. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Hello, Sarah. You miss me? <laughs> Starting with the hard questions right away. The one-minute power play <laughs> with Sarah McCarthy. Hi, Sarah. Sorry, did you miss Hello. him? Of course. I took my plant watering responsibility very seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is Spider alive? He is, as far as I know. Spider survived, yeah. No, I'm very grateful for <laughs> Same the, condition, for the better care or worse. and attention that Spider was uh, given. <laughs> so thank you very much, Sarah. Anytime. Uh, power play question. This one from producer Kevin. Um, pulp or no pulp and orange juice, Sarah? No, no, no. No pulp. No pulp. I'm right? 100%. No. I'm, I'm against Easy pulp. Easy question. Yeah. I've heard people are not against pulp, but I've never heard people go, oh, I must have pulp. No. Yeah. I'm not like I'm not a pulp. I don't like things like that in my, is, in my drink. Is this supposed to be good for you? Is that? I'm sure, oh, yeah. Fiber. It's probably fantastically guess, delicious. But, you know, it's not delicious, but it's probably fantastic for you health-wise. I guess. Well, too bad. Uh, <laughs> tell me hot dogs aren't good for me. Exactly. That doesn't stop me on that. <laughs> there you go. That's your one-minute power hot play. Dogs. That's your, <laughs> your. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on a sec. That's like the Bon Jovi song, Bad Medicine. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm not done yet. Uh, Sarah, mm-hmm. big game tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going? 
As of this hour, I am not. Oh, I like the way you played that. Like, I am available to go. She's wearing her Winnipeg. Somebody wants to take me, but as of this hour, I am not. She's wearing her whiteout shirt, Winnipeg whiteout shirt. I thought it was appropriate today for several reasons. She's trying to bring the good vibes. Yeah. Okay. And that has been your one minute power play with Sarah. Please, someone take me to the game, McCarthy. Call the station 204 786 6868. Thank you. Send a resume and a background check. We're not just just sending you with anybody here. She's Louise. I wouldn't do that to you. Uh, 204-780-6868-204-780-6868. Settle down. Um, Ted texts the show. Ted texts and says, the Jets are so lucky that Calgary is even a bigger disappointment than the Jets. All the Jets have to do is win win at home against a non-playoff team on a second day of a back-to-back, finish off the closest team chasing them. Only the most important game of Jets 2.0 history. Yes, I said that. Uh, win, and you could see teams going on. A, you could see the team going on a run into the playoffs, but lose, and you could see that this is the game where Chevy decides to blow up this core in the offseason. It's from Ted. That's decision's been made, in my opinion. I it, it's. I think it's people keep all, saying yeah. this to me about uh, this game, and it'll depend yeah, on what the offseason. I go. The decision, I think, is clear and obvious. Of now, I don't think decided like this is what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I think once the off season starts, there'll be Mark. You need a contract in a year from now. This is what we want from you. Yep. This is where we see you. Are you interested? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then depending on, and then it's still not up to Mark Shifley. I think it's like, well, this is what we want to do. Same with Dubois. Same with like yeah. Darren Drager had the news a week ago that they are going to go hard at Dubois. That tells me they are moving on from Mark Scheifele. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of decisions that I think have already been. That, and it's not like anything that we're seeing. Like I've been, we've all been really hard on Mark Scheifele. And, yeah. and then I was very, you know, uh, he deserved a lot of credit for the two games he played and moving to wing. On the, uh, so very yes, did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, bestowing some great good stuff on him too. But it really is about the situation in the organization. It's if Mark wants to stay for six million dollars, I'm sure they would really, really consider that. I don't think Mark wants to wants six million dollars. I think at 30 years old and with free agency around the corner, he's going to be looking for eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And look, at 31 years old, when he is a free agent, you naturally choose to make a serious run at Pierre Luc Dubois for mm-hmm. no other reason than the fact that Dubois is 26. Yeah, yeah. And and Shifley, I mean, he's been chronically well, not chronic. I mean, that's just that's the contract that he signed. I mean, it goes both ways. Sometimes players have good contracts, and sometimes, uh, I mean, that are there. There's player friendly contracts, and there's team friendly contracts. Shifley's had a team friendly contract. Like the point he's gonna, is, he's going to try to he's going to try to make his money. The point is how this season goes. I don't think is going to. Nothing's been f- decided infinitely that yeah. this is what's happening. But the decisions on what they're looking at doing are down to probably two or three. Yeah, the direction. And, and to my point is they could not make the playoffs. I don't think it's going to change anything with this organization compared to if they win the Stanley Cup. And I'm being 100%. dead serious with that. I, I'm 100% with this you This team that. could go and yep. win the Stanley Cup, and it's not going to change anything that they are, are facing in this market compared to other markets mm-hmm. coming up with four major contracts. You know what? Even if they make a fantastic push and say they get to the Western Conference, it might even make things more difficult in terms of their plans in, in, in some ways. Change is coming this offseason. I, I just don't see a scenario where where it's not. Yeah, it doesn't. And, and I, you, it's coming. You've so. got to get out in front of it because yeah. 
Well, you, you can't, I, I think it would be no matter, again, no matter what happens, if you're kicking the can down the road and say, oh, we'll deal with it mid season or next or like, you know, go to head to UF. I just, I just don't see that as a, as an option. So anyways, but thanks so much for the text matches, Ted, 204-780-6860. And on top of that, you th- the most important game in Jets 2.0 history I don't. I don't think. I don't think that at all. This has been going around, right? Like I yeah. mentioned earlier in this week, Hustler at Winnipeg Sports Talk was saying that, and and other people were weighing in on him. How so? Why? And all this. Mm. And I don't know if it's like even that game seven in Nashville in 2018. You you were pretty young with your core, right? Yeah. Like we thought what we were seeing in 2018 was what you're going to be seeing for the next four or five years. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. I do understand that it's not just the most important game of the season. There is some historicalness to this game just based on what we just touched on is this core. Mm -hmm. Like you need to get in with this core. You have to. You've got to make the playoffs. Not making the playoffs two years in a row with this group is not acceptable. So, But they have a playoff spot. But to say it's the the biggest game since they came here – I don't know about that. I no. don't because it, say they lose tonight and they're tied with Calgary. Is is not Nashville the biggest game then? The, the door is still very much open for them to make the postseason. There's a sixty three percent chance, it, and, and not yeah. just a sixty three percent chance they make it. It's the chances for Calgary and Nashville are down to sixteen percent and one point nine percent. Yeah. So it's a big game. Don't get me wrong. Like this is the reason why this magnitude of a game is for me is not just because Calgary lost. It's about everything you hope to go forward with. That's why it's a bigger game than normal. Yeah. It's not just about making the playoffs. It's about having a team come in here. Mm -hmm. That's not as good as you quite honestly. Yeah. And not far behind you, but just not as good as you. And to, to say something that this is, We've played two great games. They played last night. I know we can distance ourselves by four points, but this is about us putting our foot down and making a statement that we can win these games. My favorite part about the last two wins was the fact that they were at one point in each of those games leading 6 nothing. They didn't take their foot off the gas. They didn't say, okay, we got a 4 nothing lead. Let's just sit back. They kept going. And that's a mentality that they're going to need over this final set of games. They're going to need to have that. They're going to need to to have that 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 gusto, Jim. That that you know that yeah. that that, ne- that it's never that over. Swagger that, that you swag, saw in the absolutely. past two games. Yeah, and and for everybody, and I, you weren't here, Cam, but like yeah. I put out on Friday night, um, when the Jets play with pace and energy, and that's all I said because I don't know what else to say. We can analyze the power play. We can analyze who's a good player, who's not. We can go around systems, everything. But to me, it begins and ends. This is a totally different team when they play with pace, energy, and enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. And so for everybody who said Detroit played last night and flew across the country, I'm like, it's not about Detroit. No, it's... it's, This is the the way they need to play, whether it's Colorado on four days rest or Detroit on zero days rest. This is the way. Then everybody said, well, we'll see about New Jersey. And then New Jersey came in, and New Jersey didn't look like they had been on rest for two days. And I know they played the night before in Chicago. Yeah. But other than Jack Hughes, they still looked real good. Yeah. Real good. Not as good as they could be, but they still look like a team that could very easily beat the Jets. And the Jets, again, played with that pace, energy, and enthusiasm and and allotted their game to dictate what that game was going to be like. 
That's what the Jets don't do enough of. Mm -hmm. They go into San Jose, they host Columbus, and they sort of wait around for the game to come to them or for them to sort of score goals in a, in a pretty fashion. Yeah. When they set the tone and the pace and they worry about their game, it doesn't matter who they're playing. They, I said that weeks they're, ago. They're a different team. I said that weeks ago. The other the opponent does not matter at this point. It's about the Winnipeg Jets and what they're going to do. So uh, to me, it's not about the Flames and if Markstrom's going or Vladar. Yeah, or I mean, anything. this is all good. This is all stuff that gets you excited to get out there and play. The, let's put these guys away and let's yes. let's lo- let's essentially lock ourselves into There's a playoff. There's a spot. ton of very fascinating, interesting, and exciting sidebars to this game tonight. Yes. We all know them, the playoffs, everything yeah, else, yeah, that yeah. stuff. But to me, the game is. Can they come out and play their style, their pace, their energy, their enthusiasm? I don't want to say urgency or desperation, but just play your game, and then that's what I'm looking for. Josh Morrissey talked about the mojo. Keep it flowing. Yeah, keep, keep the mojo going here. I mean, this is. I mean, there, there's time here to roll into this and head into the playoffs and 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 make a splash. There is. I've said that this whole time. There's always been room here for this team to keep going and play exactly the right way and head into the playoffs and in, heading in, in in a good mindset and into the right direction. And if they do that, like that's what you saw Sunday against a very very good New Jersey team. Yeah. You get one, you get two, you go into the intermission. Yeah. Everybody knows that New Jersey is the, if if not the, one of the most deadliest teams in the second period. Yeah. Then they get a third, and then they get a fourth, and then it's like that. Like that's what it's about to me is can you come out and put your will into this game and play the style that you don't let the other team dictate what how you're going to play. Yeah. Tell the other team, and this is how we're playing tonight's game. And if you can keep up, and if you can counter us, and if you can outskate it, fair enough. But this is the way we're going to play. That's what tonight's about to me. Kevin Texas show. He says the Jets are their own opponents. Yes, I 100% agree with that, Kevin. And this well, one. Their own worst enemies, too, right? Like they, well, I mean, they've it's like, played really good games and just four egregious turnovers cost them three well, goals. And, and that's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking back at. I'm looking on the bass the 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 the, the last two months prior. And I'm thinking, man, it was it was so much of it was self inflicted. Yeah, so much of it was self inflicted. Much like what Sutter said last night about the, yeah, you know, and like the, everybody said, the Flames outplayed Chicago last night. Yeah, they were the better team, not only one period but all three periods. They were way better than Chicago. The difference was is they couldn't take care of the puck. Yeah, they turned it over and it ended up in the back of their net. And tell me if you've heard that before in this city. That's what happens. You play a very good game. You outplay your opponent, but your four to five egregious turnovers end up being three goals against and you lose. Yeah. Jets need to display the killer instinct and very Calgary. Uh, projected lineups for tonight. Um, uh, it was uh, it was an optional morning skate. So, I mean, not everybody was out there. Uh, Hellebuck wasn't, but he's starting tonight. Uh, Connor, Dubois, Shifley, that line staying the same. Ehlers, Nemesnikov, Wheeler, uh, Niederreiter, Lowry, Appleton, uh, Morgan Barron, Kevin Stenlin, Menelainen, uh on the fourth line. Menelainen getting back in there looking to help out the uh, the penalty kill a little bit more. Um, who's been given up more chance. Not, I mean, they're still one of the best penalty kills in the league, but it's given up a little bit more than they, than they would like. So Menelainen is going to find his way back in the lineup. Morrissey and Demello, Dylan and Pionk, uh, Dylan Sandberg and Nate Schmidt, and then and then Hellebuck is going to be is going to be starting in that tonight. Uh, I'm sure you like Adam Lowry. He's been he's been a monster. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Him and Morgan Barron. Yep. Have and I, I've said this for a while now, but when the team needed to elevate their game and be better, about three weeks to a month ago, those were the guys that did it. Too. Can I give you a Can I give you a nothing but net here, Jim? Yeah. 
when a you, swish? I'm going to give you a swish here because you, you made a good point. This was years ago. I don't even know if anybody – you might not even remember even saying it. I think you probably do. It's you a good you remember point. stuff I don't like remember. this. You never forget them. <laughs> um, Morgan, remember when the trade for uh, with Andrew Cop? You said Morgan Barron was going to be the key to that trade. Yeah, yeah. Because that, those are the deals that Kevin Chevaldeoff, in my experience, pulls off. Yeah, it's somebody that I've Morgan Barron was somebody I've never heard of. <laughs> no, I'm, they're, they're, you I, you would be pressed to know him in this market. If you were a ba- if you were on the Morgan Barron train at that time, uh, all the power to you, man. You were you're 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 better hockey mind than I am. If you were on him, Neil Pionk is is somebody I'd heard of, but yeah. not enough to know who he was. And so that's just two examples of when Kevin Chevaldeoff makes trades, mm-hmm. you sort of I'm like if if you don't know who this guy is, it's somebody that. They've and for everybody who who's you know, like and I've heard a lot of it's on Chevy right now and I I disagree with that. Uh, Chevy puts the team together, and the good thing that's come out of this season and the way the last two months have gone, in my opinion, is everything's a factor: GMing, coaching, all that. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's on the players, and the reason I say that is because you have some very good players here who were playing poorly, and everybody wants to find answers for it. In other years when that happens and it's it's rarely not the players yeah yeah it's often the system or whatever a coach will come in and stuff like that but um so my point to, to just that is is when morgan barron's here and i'm like we discussed that trade yeah. and we're like okay the two picks we're looking at the picks and who those might be and then i just remember you're right we were discussing i go well i'll tell you what i don't know who this guy is but he's got to be somebody mm-hmm. and then he's got to be somebody like andrew cop yeah, because that's who he's trying to replace. He's yeah. not bringing in a defenseman for Andrew Cop, and then, you know, where he's not bringing in a forward for Jacob Truba. Yeah, he's finding guys to replace the guys he's trading away. Well, and Morgan uh, Barron, while adding on assets, is not close. Well, I wouldn't say far, but he's not anywhere near what Andrew Cop is right now. But he's well on his way to being absolutely, and he's way cheaper. Yes, yeah, and he's RFA. Same with Neil Pionk. Now, I know Neil Pionk. Neil Pionk, the last two games, has played really good. Yeah. And within the past month, he's had one other game, and the rest of the year has not been good for Neil Pionk. Mm -hmm. But last year, Neil Pionk was the filler for Jacob Truba at a much lesser place. Not Mm -hmm. a top-pairing guy. Don't get me wrong on that. But you needed a defenseman in your top four. And he was doing it at half the price. Yeah, it's certainly been a been a step back. But I remember, you know, you, you'd talk to opposition teams who'd come into Winnipeg, and it's like, who the guy do you key on? It's like, and this is before Josh Norrissey took a, you know, take, sort of taken up the mantle. But it was it was always Neil Pionk. That's the guy. I mean, he plays twice his size. He's tough. He's tenacious. On that's what that's always what you heard about. On him. Friday when Morrissey was out, and again, it, it became to me Neil Pionk just played his game. He didn't mm-hmm. try to do too much. I think he's been trying to do too much, but. I'll take Neil Pionk if he gets his season going, which he has the last two games, yep. because I remember what he did to Connor McDavid in a four-game sweep. Mm-hmm. I remember and that. And if too. you can play at that level and he can he has the last two games, the rest of the season will be washed away. Absolutely. That's that's it's when the chips are down. Let's take a break. Let's come back. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. More Jets at noon. Still to come. 430 pregame show. Puck drop at 630. Flames, Jets. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. 
Real quick, got a text message from Wayne. He says, hi, Cam. Nice to have you back from Calgary. Going down memory lane here. Jets 1.0 beat the Flames in 84-85 season. Even after our late great uh, Dale Howardchuk got knocked out of the season by a dirty hit from uh, uh, Jamie Macon. Jamie McCown. Jamie McCown. Jamie so, McCown. It's, it's, yeah, Jamie McCown. So before my time. By the way, and, Jamie McCown still says he's still hated for that. Yeah, he deserves it. And in that season, <laughs> Rick Bonus threw a punch at Tim you Hunter did what from you the did, bench. McCowan. He also beat them in the 86-87 playoffs, so we have good vibes. I think that's why the late John Ferguson appointed Rick Bonus the first coach of the expansion era of Ottawa Senators. Anyways, that's from Wayne. Thanks, Wayne. Um, everybody, uh, Jim told to take you all the way until three o'clock. Everybody going to their first Seder uh, out there, all my uh, Jewish family, please. Uh, drive safe, uh, not ideal weather, but Hag Pesach Sameach to everybody and uh, happy Passover. All right, we'll be right back. That's it for me. Big Enjoy game. the game. Enjoy the game. Big game. 4.30 pregame. Puck drop at 6.30. Let's go, Jets. Let's go. Big game cam. Big game cam is here. Big game cam's here. Bring in the bring in, throwing stones. Tell Spider it's a big game. <laughs> Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.